Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Hello all. A very warm welcome to everyone joining us this morning for our Sunday service online. I'd like to say it's lovely to see you all, but unfortunately I can't actually see you. So I'm just going to say I'm thinking about you all sitting in your pyjamas, eating your breakfast. (laughs) I'm sure some of you have managed to get dressed, um, but I'll be thinking about you all anyway. If it's your first time joining us, then you're really welcome. We hope you enjoy all the content today. Um, I'm Keely, and together with my husband, we lead the amazing team at Riverside. A little bit of news from us. Um, Some of you all know that on Thursday, our son Jonah, who is a Navy nurse in Portsmouth, was sent home because he was displaying symptoms of COVID-19. That means we as a family now, myself, Simon and Tina, are um, on 14-day isolation. So this is day four, um, which is recommended by the government and the NHS. Um, We're all doing okay at the moment, but we do ask for prayer for Jonah for a speedy recovery and for all of us that if we are going to get the virus, that we obviously have mild symptoms and can get through it quickly and get back to work as quickly as possible. For now, we are working remotely at home, so things should continue as normal. Um, Thank you for your love and concern since the email last week. It's really appreciated. Um, Just to let you know, Pantry Project is still going strong and we thank God that um, somehow the provision keeps coming in to enable us to meet the needs of the community. Um, It's a privilege to be able to respond to requests from schools and social services and again please pray that we're able to continue to do this. Last week I had the joy of speaking to lots of you on the phone to see how you are. And so far, everyone is doing really well. And at the moment, no one is ill, apart from Jonah. Um, So let's keep that up and make sure we all stay safe until things get better. And many of you who are choosing to stay in told me how frustrating it is that you can't respond to help others because you actually feel quite fit and well, and this is what you would normally do. But all I want to say to you is thank you for staying in. And please let this be the time when you are looked after by other people and just let that happen. I know it's really hard and goes against um, what's inside you when you just want to step up and, and go and help someone. But I did hear that for many of you who are choosing not to go out or can't go out, that you're phoning lots of people. Um, maybe your small group or your friends or those who you know who live on their own who just need to hear a friendly voice. Those calls are so important and can make someone's day much brighter. And as I said in the email to our church family this week, this is a time for everyone to step up and just play their part and do what they can do. And that way we will get through this, we'll remain the strong, faithful community that we are. Simon and I are so proud of everyone and we say keep going. Make sure you look after yourselves and feed your soul with the love of God. Lean into him but remember to reach out to one another too. This will all be over, it will end and we will all be together again and just imagine that day when we come back together to celebrate at Riverside. As we start our time of worship why don't we just all stop, maybe stop what we're doing, close our eyes and let's just still our hearts and stop to thank God for all the amazing things that he's doing for us in this time. Thank you, God. Thank you that you love us. Thank you for this amazing weather. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for loving us. 
We are so grateful, God. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to our Teach Us to Pray series. Uh, I hope you're doing well and you're finding these talks helpful and encouraging. Um, different location today because I've got a prop here, a um, cooking pot, which we'll, um, we'll come back to in a short while. We've not turned into a cooking program, but we will come back to that in a few moments. Last week we began by looking at the passage in Matthew 6 where Jesus encouraged us to go into a secret place. The word he used was for a cupboard or a closet. To go into the secret place and to connect with our Father God in the place of prayer. And um, I encourage you last week to try and find somewhere within maybe your home, maybe your garden because of the uh, we've got limited options with our social distancing that we're doing at the moment, maybe find a place, a room or a space, a shed, even the corner of a garden where you can actually connect with God um, quietly in that secret place. And I hope some of you have managed to do that uh, since uh, we spoke last week. We also took great uh, encouragement from Susanna Wesley, who put the apron over her head with her 10 children running around to find that place of connection with God. So if Susanna can do it. I'm sure we can do it as well. We can find a place to come to quiet with God, even during these, these strange times with the coronavirus that's currently going on. Today, I want to just begin to look at, okay, we found that place. We go into that place. Now what? What do we do? What do we do once we found that place, a connection with God? Many of us struggle uh, in the place of prayer. Many of us don't know what to do, don't know how to be, don't know what to say don't know how to talk to God and so I want to begin to put some uh, handrails if you like down over the coming weeks to help us when we go into that place with God how do we connect uh, how do we begin that conversation with God and today I want to start with the whole thing about being honest in the place of prayer what do I mean by that most of us we wouldn't think that we go into prayer and, and, and lie or or be deceptive what does it mean uh, to be honest in the place of prayer. Well, when Jesus confronted the Pharisees um, over their hypocrisy, we talked about last week about the hypocrite being an actor uh, in a Greek play who wore a mask to hide their face or appear to be somebody else. And Jesus used this word hypocrite or to describe the Pharisees because they were appearing to be one thing on the outside, but something else on the inside. And um, he used the symbolism of a dish. Uh, he said that no one cleans just the outside of a dish and leaves the inside dirty. That would be silly. And the Pharisees were like um, dishes that were clean on the outside, but inside was all this stuff that wasn't good. And he said to appear like that is to appear as a hypocrite. You're appearing to be one thing on the outside, but something else is very different on the inside. And I love this symbolism of the cooking dish because we've all had the joy of eating a lovely casserole or a slow cooked meal and then we're faced with the challenge of cleaning the dish and if that dish has been in the oven for a long time then what is inside is going to be baked on it's going to be hard work you have to get that pot in the sink you have to scrub it and soak it and rinse it until you can get it all back to nice and ship shape and clean again and I'm sure many of us wouldn't consider just if we were tasked with doing the washing up of just cleaning the outside of this dish 
and then sort of carefully placing it back in the cupboard and hoping that no one had noticed that we hadn't bothered to clean the inside and all that food would just be sitting there <laughs> quietly beginning to go off in your cupboard because the outside would appear clean but the inside was still full of mess and Jesus said that's what the Pharisees were like they uh, they cleaned the outside but the inside was something completely different and being honest in the place of prayer it's like lifting the lid on our lives and inviting God into all the stuff all the mess inside it's like saying God I want to be honest with you, I want to lift the lid and I want to invite you in to those inner places. Jesus said to the Pharisees, look, if you'd have cleaned the inside, then the outside would automatically or naturally become clean. And you find this if you wash up, if you focus on getting the inside of the dish clean, then the outside's a doddle because all that soaking and rinsing, you know, there's not much to do when it comes to cleaning the outside of the dish because you've dealt with the main Thing, which is the inside of the dish that needs cleaning and honesty in prayer is all about bringing what is inside to God bringing that to him and I want to encourage you today um, wherever you are again in your journey of prayer that, that that prayer grows and develops if we start with that place of honesty you go to God and you begin to express to him exactly how you are feeling when, you, uh, when you, you meet someone or you bump into someone, I know that's kind of a, a strange concept now, but <laughs> there was a day when we would go out, we would meet people and bump into people and say hi. And, and the first thing probably someone would say to you would be, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? And uh, most of us are accustomed to just saying, you know, we're fine. That's the thing that comes out because we don't necessarily want to invite people under the lid of our lives. So we've, we got accustomed to saying we're fine. But occasionally you'll meet people you have a deeper relationship with and they'll say to you, how are you? And you'll say, well, to be honest, and then you'll invite them under the lid of your life. You might share how you're really feeling or what you're really experiencing. When we go into the place of prayer, honesty is a great place to start with God. And we can imagine God asking us that question, how are you? You know, how are you really? What, what, how are you really feeling? What's really going on? David writes uh, in the Psalms, um, a psalm is a, a, like a prayer set to, to music. So when we read this psalm of David, it's, it's a, a prayer. It's a written prayer that he would have expressed to music. And he says this in Psalm 139. He says, you've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit, you know when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. And David is expressing in this psalm how intimately he knows that God knows him. He knows that God knows everything about him. He knows that God knows where he's located. He knows that God knows the things that he's thinking about. He knows that God knows um, his thoughts, his words, um, his ways. He knows that God knows about his fears and his failures and his hopes and his dreams. He expresses all this in the psalm, showing that he knows that God is all around him. God's hand is resting 
upon him, whatever he's doing. David knows that God knows him and that he expresses that back in the place of prayer. And by expressing that truth, he's deepening his relationship with God. He's deepening his, his understanding of God. And we know that God sees everything in our lives. Everything is visible to God. Everything that's inside your life dish is visible to God. Um, you're not going to come into a place of prayer and suddenly pull something from this dish and go, ha ha, God, you didn't know about this, did you? Because God sees it all. He sees everything. He sees all, all the things we think are good. He sees all the things that we think are bad. He sees everything that is going on in our lives. And to acknowledge the truth and be honest in prayer is to create an environment of authenticity, which God absolutely loves. He loves that when we come to him just as we are, not pretending to be somebody else or something else. Proverbs twenty four twenty six says, an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Uh, the message version tones it down slightly and says, an honest answer is like a warm hug. The meaning is the same whatever version you read it in. It, it, it is saying that honesty produces intimacy. And that is, is true in natural relationships as much as it is true in our relationships with God. And so when you come into your place of prayer this week, that little space you've found or designated, think about God asking you, before you even begin to start to pray, how are you? Father God says to you, how are you? And how will you begin to respond to him? How will you begin to articulate? In truth, it might have taken all your energy just to come into that space. You might be anxious, tired, frustrated, overworked, a thousand things running through your head. You might get into that space and just find yourself staring at the ceiling or the walls, not knowing where to start, what to say, how to pray. You might find it really difficult to centre in on God and not be distracted by all the things that you need to do. I would encourage you, even before you begin to pray, just to begin to express how you feel to God. You might say, God, I'm, I'm just really fearful. God, I'm really anxious. God, I'm finding it really difficult just being hemmed in at this time. God, I'm, I'm confused about where you are in this. I'm, I'm, I'm angry or frustrated that, that I'm not seeing you do what I think you should do. You can express any of these things to God. None of, none of your feelings will phase or upset God. God is big enough to handle everything that you say to him. And what's so special and unique about your time with God is that, as we said last week, no one else can occupy that space. No one else can, can be in that space and time with you and God. That is your unique space. That is what Jesus went to the cross to enable, to reconcile you back to the Father. Jesus went through all that suffering on the cross to enable that relationship between you and God in that secret space. And so just think about how precious that is for a moment, how, how much God loves you, that he, he went through all that to bring you back into relationship with him. And that's why I say to you, don't ever fake it until you make it in prayer. You don't need to be or pretend to be somebody else. You don't need to to pretend in the place of prayer. Even though God knows everything about us, he still wants the conversation. He still wants us to articulate. He still wants us to speak 
honestly and authentically. We see when Jesus met uh, the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well in John, in John's Gospel, chapter four, uh, he said to her, he said, go and fetch your husband, knowing full well that she didn't actually have a husband. And when she replied honestly back to him and said, I, I don't have a husband, that deepened the relationship and the connection and the transformation that then took place in the life of the woman. And by the end of that story in John 4, she's liberated, she's freed, she's, she's transformed. When God says to you, how are you? He, he knows everything inside, but he wants that honest, authentic relationship and connection with you. So it's really important that we feel like we can express what is really going on. When we look into the, the Psalms, we see they show us how we can articulate a whole range of emotions that we carry. We can express joy or, or frustration or, or celebration or fear. That All these emotions are in there in the Psalms and they show us that it's okay to articulate how we're really feeling with God. You know, God is big enough to cope with you having a bad day. He's big enough to cope with you having a bad week or even a bad year. He's big enough to cope with you being honest with him, giving him the, the innermost parts, revealing who you really are. As I said, you might be angry or frustrated with God right now, not understanding where God is in the midst of this global pandemic. Philip Yancey, he writes this, he says, most of my struggles in the Christian life circle around two same things why god doesn't act the way we want god to and why i don't act the way god wants me to prayer is the precise point where those themes converge you might find being honest with god something that's really difficult to do you might find being honest and vulnerable generally is difficult to do you may have never felt free to express really how you feel you might struggle to articulate that uh, we did a series back in 2018 called emotionally healthy spirituality and uh, you might find that series helpful it uh, to go back and listen to how we looked at growing and developing our emotional intelligence being able to speak and articulate what we were really feeling and if you want to find that you'll find that back on our talks page on our website just look for 2018 and scroll down and you'll find four talks there on emotionally healthy spirituality. Initially, we all find it hard to speak out honestly to God. We're conditioned to not let people under the lid. We're conditioned to presenting, to some degree, a mask to people. So we need to practice that. Uh, initially, if you find it hard to speak out to God in your quiet place, why not take a notepad and just begin to write out what you're feeling? It's really helpful sometimes to externalise what's inside by just, just writing things down. And as you write them down, as you read them back and reflect on them, those feelings can turn into honest expressions of prayer to God. So I want to encourage you today, when we think about being honest in the place of prayer, just begin where you are. Don't try and begin where you're not. Pray what you can. Don't try and pray what you can't. Don't try and pretend to be something. You don't need to do that because God loves you to be who you are. He made you as you are. He knows everything that is inside already. But what he wants you to do is to invite you 
him, sorry, into that place, that inner place with you, into all the stuff inside, because that's where the transformation really begins. And that's what the gospel is all about. It's about inviting Jesus into the innermost parts of our lives so that he can begin to cleanse us and transform us and lead us. The Pharisees that we started talking about at the start of this talk refused to lift the lid. They refused to invite Jesus in. But we don't need to be Pharisaical. We don't need to be resistant. We know that God is love. We know that he cares for us deeply. We know that he wants us to have life in all his fullness. And so we can lift the lid of our lives and invite him in to all the stuff that's in there, all the stuff that we think is messy, all the stuff we don't want people to see. We can invite God into all of that and allow him to come and lead us and transform us. Next week we'll carry on this series. We'll be talking about what it means to be vulnerable uh, in the place of prayer. But uh, I just want to conclude today by just praying uh, and sort of bringing what we've talked about uh, together to God. So Father God, I thank you that you know us and that you love us. And Lord, I pray you'd help us this week to lift the lid on our lives and be honest as we come to you in the place of prayer. Father, I pray for those who are watching who don't yet know you. I pray you'd help them to, to trust you, uh, to receive you and to begin to follow you. Father, I thank you that you love us so dearly. And God, your, your hope, uh, your heart is to give us life in all its fullness. And so I pray this week, God, for the power of your Holy Spirit to be effective in all of our lives as we continue to, to connect virtually, as we continue to serve and pray for our communities, and as we continue to, continue to look to you for breakthroughs uh, in this corona pandemic. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless, guys. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.